As physicians, we are constantly worried about getting sued. Well, guess what? There's a new risk associated with the cost of litigation, and that is complying with electronic discovery requests made as a result of a claim or litigation. I'm Dr. Caskell, and this is the Business of Medicine, and my guest today is Patrick O'Doherty, Vice President of ProAssurance, a medical malpractice insurance company, and we are going to discuss policy coverage that protects healthcare providers against the costs of e-discovery and why that exposure is not necessarily covered by your professional liability or malpractice coverage. Mr. O'Doherty, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dr. Castle. Well, I have never heard of this before, and I'm a little disheartened. I pay tens of thousands of dollars for medical malpractice. I have some colleagues that pay hundreds of thousands of dollars for medical malpractice. And uh, I'm now learning that we're not even fully protected. What is e-discovery? That's a good question. E-discovery stands for electronic discovery. And as defined within our policy, e-discovery means the process of collecting, reviewing, preparing, and producing electronic data and documents as required in a formal legal or regulatory proceeding. All right. So 10 years ago, did that exist? And you know, how did you acquire data then? Not really. 10 years ago, if you remember, if you had a lawsuit, you would have copied your medical records and sent them off to your defense counsel. Mm -hmm. um, the cost associated with copying those medical records um, was, was that not, covered? No, that was not a okay. reimbursable cost under the policy. Interesting. Didn't know that either. All right. So it would seem to me that e-records would be less expensive because all I have to do is print and send, but apparently it's not that easy. Yes, you have preservation requirements and all kinds of other issues to deal with in that process, and that's what makes it very complex. What happened in December of 2006 that kind of changed everything? Well, the federal rules of civil proceedings was modified to include electronic discovery rules, and that's at a federal level. And understand I'm not an attorney. But you play one on TV. Right. But, you know, in each state, there are several states that have adopted their own specific rules, and there are many other states working on rules. So you may end up with several different versions of e-discovery very soon that you have to comply with. And does ProAssurance cover numerous states? Or yes. You, is there one state you are more popular in? We have a footprint of the mid-Atlantic mid states on down and then up through the um, Midwest as really our core states. And but we it, operate in several different states. Is there some consistency for you guys, or, or is every state right now kind of trying to figure it out? I think the best answer is every state is trying to figure it out right now. All right. So I, I guess I can assume that my current policy, because I've never heard of this, does not have e-discovery coverage. Is that a safe bet to assume? No, that's probably not a safe bet. It's interesting because it is. it depends on how it's done. If it is done by direction of your defense firm, then it is a covered event. It's not specifically excluded in MedMal policies at this point. It's still kind of an unknown from that perspective. So if you copy the records, the time and effort that you spend yourself would not be covered. But if somebody came in at direction of the defense attorneys, then mm -hmm. arguably that would be a covered. But it would be up to your own carrier to decide whether or not they were going to basically provide that service. So I, I, should, call my, I should call my carrier, obviously, yes. and, and say, do I have this coverage? And if I do not have the coverage, what typically does the fees run to, to get everything copied? How much money are we talking about? Wow, that's... Uh, so, you know, ballpark, ooh. guesstimate. You're in a, in a very small case where the patient was only seen three times. There's not that many medical records. No, there's not. And it's usually not your core system that is the problem. It's the emails and where the data resides outside of your main system that tends to be the problem. For example, you may have a PDA or a cell phone that was not preserved at the point of litigation, mm -hmm. and they may find 
access to that in the future and the data doesn't exist because it's been deleted and then you've not complied with the initial request. Interesting. Now, if I have a fully electronic medical record and every communication is documented in there, am I in better shape? You are in better shape, but at the same point in time, for example, if you went in and looked at a record prior to a deposition, you will modify the metadata of the record at the moment you go in to look at it. The point that you modify that metadata, you've basically destroyed the evidence as far as the court is concerned. If you've just tuned in, you're listening to The Business of Medicine on ReachMD. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Caskell. My guest today is Patrick O'Daherty. He's the vice president of ProAssurance, which is primarily a medical malpractice insurance company. And we are talking about e-discovery and whether or not we are covered with our current policies or not. Patrick, let's say I want to get a policy and I don't have it, how much will the policy cost just really to cover that particular item? That's a good question. It is rated based off individual providers for the small groups. From that perspective, we look at basically a starting premium of $1,000 per individual provider, and that provides a $25,000 per request limit with a $75,000 aggregate limit. Is that number usually enough to uh, cover the... In 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 a fairly average practice, yes. When you get into the questions that pop up are going to be, for example, if you have a homegrown email system, mm-hmm. then obviously it becomes a lot more expensive. But for a typical physician practice, that's probably adequate. Healthcare facilities, obviously much larger systems, and all those will be written on an account-specific basis. So that is priced basically on the systems that we, we really have to do a consultation, an in-depth consultation with the organization to find out the systems that they have and how those systems interact. I'm hoping there are many physicians out there listening to this show and they go and they look at their policy. So when when we do look at our policy, what is the fine item print we should be looking for to see if we are covered for the discovery costs? Another excellent question. And again, you're probably not going to find anything specific in the policy. The good news is you probably won't find a specific exclusion for the costs. If you did find a specific exclusion for the costs, then obviously you would have a big problem. Patrick, as I listen to you, I'm thinking that perhaps it's not a very good idea to let any employee use their personal email at work. Yes, that is true. You need to have written policies and procedures about email, text messaging, cell phone use. You know, Even thumb all, drive access to systems can create major problems. They they all do it, Patrick. I know they do. That's really why we jumped on this. You know, I'd like to have a policy just to cover, uh, an umbrella policy just to cover my employees, how they'll screw things up. Well, and that's kind of what this does. I mean, that's an excellent point. And this covers more than just medical professional liability. This covers any request for electronic records that comes in for your practice. Um, regardless, it could be an employment practices case, it could be even a divorce proceeding that the physician is going through where the wife wants access to the business systems. Our idea is that we want to protect the physician at every stage of the game so that there's no inadvertent HIPAA violations or anything from the inadvertent disclosure of information in other than medical professional cases as well. Do you know if anyone besides ProAssurance is offering this? No, we are the first at this moment in time. Congratulations. Well, thank you, sir. Is there a way that I can not have to buy this extra insurance and self-insure as if I was to do a self-insurance malpractice fund, you know, with a group of other physicians. Yes. And, and, you know, you could self-insure. The question would be, you would have to go out and find your own e-discovery vendor and make sure that that was the right e-discovery vendor. You would have to set your own policies and procedures. You would have to lock down your systems yourself, or you would then have to copy the data as it exists, and what's called, there's a, a thing called ghosting software, which will actually copy 
documents without opening them. And again, mm-hmm. that's the preservation of the metadata that you are required to preserve at the moment of potential litigation. So this isn't just when the suit papers arrive. This could be that you had a bad outcome on the surgical table yesterday and you think that you may end up in a lawsuit. At that point, you really are obligated to start locking all these records up and preserving them. Do you give any um, sample policies to doctors who, who purchase these policies? Yes, absolutely. And, and likewise, I want to point out, too, that the, you know, one of the key aspects of this coverage is the risk management piece. So we provide a lot of proactive risk management We help give you very generalized policies and procedures as to what you should do if you have thumb drive use. That all has to be preserved as well. There's an interesting situation that popped up at a Virginia hospital where the residents were using thumb drives to go home and work on patient records at night. When they got in litigation, you know, the system will show that the thumb drive accessed the system at a certain time and who accessed it. Unfortunately, the residents were throwing the thumb drives away when they were done with them, which created a whole cyber liability risk, but we won't touch on that right now. But when the litigation came up, they could not produce the thumb drive, so they got a ne- what's called a negative inference from the court, which basically says whatever the plaintiff says is on that thumb drive is on that thumb drive. That's a situation that I don't think we want any of our physicians to ever be involved in. Right. It really sounds like we should all get out of this business. It's getting, it's getting crazy. There's nowhere to hide anymore. Not that we need to hide, but it's just everything is a potential risk. Everything. Yes. And we hope our product helps, you know, alleviate that concern by physicians because that's obviously not anything that's going to be good for society. Patrick, how are sales going? I mean, how do you how do you go about even getting the word out? Do you just send letters out to all your customers and say this is a new service we're offering? Would you like it, or do you just roll it into their their next premium when they sign up again? It's still a relatively new product, so we have not finished the full marketing piece yet. We're going to roll that out very soon, probably within this hopefully by the end of this month, and then we'll do a big push on the coverage at that point. But we were very thankful to get access to you this early in this process. Do you have any sample um, cases or something you can throw out to scare us a little and say, well, you know, I know this one case where we did this and the doctor had to pick up the tab for another, you know, $100,000. You know, I'll tell you the big ones, when you look at e-discovery as an issue, you have the Morgan Stanley case, which is, you know, $1.2 billion in sanctions alone. There is a actually a Zurich case regarding the World Trade Center where they claim they did not name a specific organization as a named insured on their insurance policy. And through the e-discovery, they determined that that policy was actually printed out on September 11th and then modified. Mm -hmm. Now, they got sanctioned and the law firm got sanctioned around $1.25 million in just sanctions for not producing that document. So those are kind of the scary real-world cases. There's actually an anesthesiology case down in Florida where the anesthesiologist coded four minutes into the procedure that he attended the full procedure. And that, in combination with missing 90 minutes of vital signs in the system, was enough to bring that case to settlement. So the plaintiff attorneys look at this as kind of a panacea to get to settlement. They want to find the missing information and kind of force the insurance company into a settlement structure at that point. Well, Patrick, short of purchasing a policy, what can I do tomorrow, institute in my practice tomorrow, to kind of protect against this risk? Short of going back to pencil and paper. (laughs) And while that doesn't really work either, because the courts are now requiring you to produce even paper documents electronically, probability exists that even a paper record will have to be scanned by your practice and sent off And that cost, again, is probably not going to be reimbursed by anybody's policies. But other than that, you know, you just have to have really tight policies and procedures about all of your data. You have to know where it all resides. You have to create what's called a data map. You have to lock your systems down 
preferably automatically if you can. You know, if you could just hit the uh, almost like the silver bullet button to lock all of the records that are pertinent to that litigation. And, you know, that does not exist at this moment in time. But those would be the steps you would have to take. Well, Patrick O'Doherty, Vice President of Pro Assurance, thank you very much for coming on the show. Well, thank you, Dr. Kessler. I'm Dr. Larry Caskell, and you've been listening to The Business of Medicine on ReachMD XM157. If you'd like to comment or make some suggestions, please visit our website at reachmd.com. And once there, you can download any of our podcasts. We have a full library of every show that we have aired so far. If you'd also like to reach us by phone, you can call us at one mdxm 157 And thank you for listening. This ReachMD program is featured on Sermo, a free online community exclusively for physicians. To discuss this program with your colleagues, visit www.sermo.com. That's S-E-R-M-O dot com. When you join, enter ReachMD in the promotion box to receive a $15 Amazon gift card.